Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to AEW Dynamite tonight. If you are wondering where Michael Sidgwick is, he is putting the finishing touches to his brilliant new book, all about the rise of AEW, which you can now pre-order. You will get it in time for Christmas. It's a great present for friends, family, or let's be honest, for yourself. You can order it now. Whatculture.bigcartel.com. Uh, you can buy the book itself, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, or you can buy it as part of a bundle with uh, Sidious Brilliant uh development hell the nxt story all about nxt and whilst you're there on that link you can also get the updated from 505 to 606 wrestling matches to see before you die but if you want to get your hands on sidger's new book as a pre-order as i said head to whatculture.bigcartel.com as I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to, well, I say tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. We are recording this on Tuesday afternoon because today is actually a huge day of filming here at What Culture. You'll see the results of which all across our YouTube channels in the coming days. So we're recording this early. So if they suddenly announce that, I don't know, CM Punk's fighting for the world title rather than facing Bobby <laughs> Fish. Uh, apologies, we're going to be talking about him facing Bobby Fish on this preview. But anyway, how are you feeling ahead of, thank Christ, AEW returning to Wednesday night with Dynamite, Hamlet? Well, you see, I was all about to try and do the, well, I don't know how they're going to follow last night's Halloween havoc. Um, but you've now given us two reasons why that isn't remotely believable. <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, we are recording slightly early. So there may be more to be added to it. But quite honestly... Um, it feels like there already is enough of a card. It's AEW. They promote plenty in advance. The things that they do promote typically are full of uh, extraneous details, things that have happened before, the things that you can speculate that are going to happen next because this is how a wrestling show is, how 
you know, it's how this is how you're supposed to feel about a wrestling show. Mm. And it's pointed, I think you mentioned about the return of Wednesdays. I think the two Saturday Dynamites were substantially better than the last run of Saturday shows. But in terms of, um, I don't know what it is. is it, and, I, and I don't know if this experience is exclusive to me or it's just how different people live their lives. You know, my complaint about how by the time Rampage is coming to an end, I'm kind of full of AEW content mm. for the week. That is even worse when they're bundled together on a weekend. Mm, yeah, that's fair. It's not, much, it's not so much about the one hour of Rampage or the two hours of Dynamite. It's just the fact that it was like, right, I've got a lot of this to consume. And uh, again, people's lives are all different. So some people are able to watch live. Some people are able to watch in super comfort of the weekend. My sort of thing is very much the opposite. I'm very privileged to have this job and this wrestling becomes just buried in the middle of my working week and I find the slots for it. So I struggle to get as hype for the weekend Dynamite as I do the Wednesday ones. And just having this back where it belongs on a Wednesday night has added a, like a spark of excitement before we've even got to the card. And it's a pretty good card. It feels like there's, well, there is pay-per-view ramifications. There's a big dynamite debut, an enormous one. You know, let's not sort of take away from how huge that is. And it does, the stuff that we haven't even yet learned about, because stuff will get added late, just get the feeling that they're going to want this one to feel like a special one with Full Gear approaching pretty close. Yeah, I keep forgetting that Full Gear is what? Three and a half weeks away? Pretty close, yeah. It's uh, it's middle of November, I think. Is it the, um, the 13th to 14th? Is that the right weekend? Or Sounds about right, yeah. We're close to it. We are November thirteenth. So wait a second. Two and a half weeks away, is it? Two and a half. Like that's no time at all, is it? Jeez, yeah, that is rapidly approaching. The card is coming together. Or if you go on full gear right now, finished. Uh, because uh, I think people have just put on the photo that someone took of that notepad that Sweet TK <laughs> had had at uh, had the Jacksonville Jaguars game and just filled it all out. Because according to this, yeah. Well, we're having two hardcore matches. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just glanced at this. What is this? Is this on the Wikipedia? Let's enjoy this together. I didn't realise somebody had done this. So there's the obvious ones. The Eliminated Tournament Final. There's uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Britt Baker versus Take On T. The Inner Circle versus Men of the Year. I mean, that uh, it's all dependent on... Well, it's not actually dependent on tonight's result, is it? They've agreed to it. It's just different stipulations. Then there's two hardcore matches... Alistair Black versus Cody Rhodes. Alistair Black, sorry. Malachi <laughs> Black. It says Alistair Black on the Wikipedia. Uh, and Andrade versus Pac. Brilliant. I love, um, sorry, I've just realised if you click on Andrade for the Andrade versus Pac thing, it does not take you to Andrade El Idolo. It takes you to the Castle of Andrade in Galicia. So apparently that's <laughs> going to be a tough match for Pac. This card is also listed. I'm very excited. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, number one contender for the AEW World Championship, and TBD versus TBD, oh, yeah, AEW World Championship eliminated tournament final. And Adam Cole versus Christian Cage and Sammy Guevara defending the TNT Championship against say it all together. That's right, it's Orange Cassidy. The big one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, as well when uh, when CM Punk cut that promo that. Awesome, probably the best of the year, where he talked about returning to pro wrestling after he left it in 2005. What did he say that night? Well, Bonnie said, I want to wrestle for the FTW title, and that's <laughs> what I'm going to do at full gear. Oh, goodness me. 
well, apparently some people can see into the future as well with some of these. <laughs> They've predicted the timings and the results of the semi-finals. They haven't happened yet, have they? Rampage hasn't been taped yet. No. <laughs> Brilliant. What are we talking about anyway? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Dynamite tonight. Um, Dark Order versus the Elite. Any chance the Dark Order maybe snatch a victory against, I mean, as I say this, this lineup out loud, I've become less confident in this suggestion. Any chance that the Dark Order would beat Kenny Omega, Adam the Young Bucks? I mean, it doesn't sound good when you lay it out like that, does it? Really? Um, I love John Silver and Evil Uno and, and uh, Stu yeah. Grayson, Colt Cabana, but it's a hell of a man to climb. Do you know what is pretty cool, though? Right? Do you know what is pretty, pretty cool about this? Is that... Yes, the way you've just laid it out, can the Dark Order beat, you know, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole and Kenny Omega? They couldn't beat the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega once upon a time. They, they couldn't get it done, right? And that was as much to do with them, them using all of their enthusiasm and all of their physical and emotional energy to prep Hangman Page for his big night. They used all of that. Hangman Page had to do it on his own. And now he's done that, he has given them all of his emotional energy and all of his physical energy to build them up to win it. And if they win tonight, does that not tell us that Hangman Page has the requisite energy to beat Kenny Omega? Yes, this is what I was thinking. Is, is that not the way to tell this story? The Dark Order get it done tonight because this is all different from that big Survivor Series match they had. Things are different now. Omega's days are numbered. Um, is this the night that with Kenny Omega um, feeling overconfident and pretending that he's not worried about Hangman Page, is this the night that the Dark Order win when Evil Uno pins Kenny Omega? I think there might be and we a chance. Get that, we get that cool visual of Evil Uno getting his redemption, or if not pins him, he's the one to kick him square in the gonads or something like that, just to get that, the proper revenge that he richly deserves on Omega for the way that he was treated a little while ago. In all seriousness, I wouldn't suggest Omega gets pinned tonight. It's probably safe to assume that if the Elite are losing one of the books... Yes, pinned. that's what I was thinking. Um, just because it feels like... I know we don't necessarily need to talk about protection and the like in AEW, but um, I don't know. It just seems like you might... Not. It's, it's a bold strategy, because if you pin Kenny Omega now, you set up somebody for him to fight when he loses Tangman Page. Somebody mm. can claim to have scored a victory over Kenny Omega, and that isn't for nothing. A victory over the world champion, Kenny Omega. No. So... You know, in one sense, there's a reason to give away a pinfall at his expense, especially because who's on Kenny Omega's team? Adam Cole, a guy that hasn't been pinned. You know, oh, yeah, never mind, Kenny. I mean, I wouldn't find myself getting pinned by one of them Dark Order losers, but it's just a bad <laughs> night. We'll be fine. We'll be all right. You know, you can kind of play with that. The first overt sign of tension rather than the stuff that's just been there for us dweebs, basically. So mm. they could go balls out and have Omega get pinned. But yeah, why not? Let's all get behind the Dark Order because Hangman Page has, and if he has, we can too. Uh, we've also got CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. This is a fascinating story with Punk. Obviously, he's having great matches with the Young Guns, your, your Powerhouse Hobbses, your Darby Allens, of course, your Daniel Garcias. And then they had this thing with the Matt Seidel match where he maybe suddenly had this realisation of like, I'm not the spring chicken I used to be. And this week, he steps in the ring with Bobby Fish who, you know, they set this up a little bit lazily, if I'm honest, in terms of CM Punk making this save after Bobby Fish beat down, I can't remember who it was, but whoever he was 
pit against. It was Anthony Green, wasn't it? That was it, thank you, yes. Um, And I sense that it's going to be another night being put through the ringer for CM Punk. Yeah, it it was, lazy is the word, it was so lazy that it almost didn't feel quite right, did it? No. It didn't feel very becoming of AEW or of the really luxurious um, CM Punk story they've been telling. So it was a bit strange, that. So I wonder if Anthony Green is going to matter down the road. I wonder if... You know, we kind of thought that Sting and Derby would be Punk's first allies mm-hmm. in a company where it is absolutely crucial that you've got allies because you can't even have an interview without getting destroyed backstage. So, <laughs> Christ, get yourself some friends if you sign for AEW. Like, we thought those would be the two, and it, it kind of, like, let that just die on the vine, and Punk is still this this lone wolf figure, and maybe Anthony Green is going to be his first friend. Maybe they do a Master and Apprentice storyline down the road, and mm-hmm. Punk just really liked Green, and maybe there's something to that, I don't know. But maybe it was just there to serve a purpose to exist for this. I can't decide if my pitch for this is too fantasy booking for its own good. Um, we all felt that the signs were there for Punk versus Team Taz. Yes. And we beat Powerhouse Hobbs, and the whole thing went away. Only didn't. Because what do we see every week when we see CM Punk? They find whichever fan has taken the Punk Fears Hook sign to that show. And they always focus on it. You know, have you noticed that? Yeah. There's always, there's no reason theoretically for them to linger on Punk Fears Hook. It's funny more than it is a storyline driver. And yet that is the one very, very, very tiny clue that suggests to me that maybe Punk versus Team Taz isn't over. And Taz has just been regrouping and he's been rethinking, right, my big guy went out there and he lost to Punk, but I'm still kind of pissed off with him. How am I going to figure this out? Enter Bobby Fish, who enters AEW, who just to look at is the perfect grizzled, uh, he's got like the submission and striking game that Taz Mm. would love. He's an old hand. He kind of has no, like there's no sort of sentiment for any of the kind of happy guy Phil romance that CM Punk has brought to AEW. What if this is the way to slot Bobby Fish into Team Taz and channel Punk back in that direction for, for the Wikipedia guys, Punk versus Starks at All Out? Yeah, I do think that's where we're heading, or I hope that's where we're heading in terms of the pay-per-view match. And I love that as a way of setting it up. I'd have him beat Bobby Fish with the Anaconda Vice, because I knew, I know he's done it once, but I would like to see him sort of re-establish this, like we've seen Danielson do in terms of multiple what strings to his bow, I think is the phrase I'm, I'm reaching for here. And I know he used it on Daniel Garcia, but this is Dynamite, this isn't Rampage, and I would showcase this against, like you say, a striker and an MMA guy who we may think, well, I don't want to go strike for strike with him because, yeah, he kicks really bloody hard. <laughs> it's really cool that this isn't um, like I, I know I'm just a broken record at this point and I put over all the CM Punk matches for various different reasons but not to be cruel but Bobby Fish was like the least interesting member of the Undisputed Era and so much so due to the injuries and due to the way that the kind of the Undisputed Era just frittered away on NXT towards the end <laughs> there was nothing particularly appealing about his arrival in AEW was there? No. And yeah, it's been sort of awesome. This is, I made this comparison, I think, over the virtual desk to Sidgwick. I don't think I've said this on a podcast yet. There is a 2000 WWE energy to AEW that apparently extends to the signing of the Radicals. Because, 
because in Punk and Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, you've got three guys that are just super... And I'm not going to make direct comparisons because we know where that leads and nobody wants to make that comparison. No. We've got three guys that feel like enormous main event prospects, guys that WWE are blatantly interested in. But there's also got to be a Dean Malenko. But when the product's hot, a Dean Malenko gets over. And mm. that's kind of what's happened with Bobby Fish. He's gotten over as this... He, he should be bland. He should be a little bit dry. But he's gotten over as a bit of a piece of trash. And CM Punk <laughs> wants to come and like take out the trash and he's going to do it in a Dynamite debut. And yeah, there is angles that we can spin off. There are stories that we can spin off and the match should be awesome. Like Bobby Fish versus CM Punk. You just didn't think you wanted it. They've shown you the graphic and now you need it. That's, that's how pro wrestling promotion works. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Also on Dynamite tonight, uh, another match in the AW Championship Eliminator Tournament. And Les, who do you think will win for this one, Hamlet? And more, what's John Moxley going to do to 10 so he can get home safe to his family after that promo he got on? I think Dynamite, they all merge together in my head now. Oh, man, is this going the same way as Wheelie Eater or what? Is he going to set himself a beat the clock challenge, but it's just beat the man instead? (laughs) He has no business being around. Something I really love about this, um, I love everything about John Moxley ever. Um, Buy Michael Sidgwick's book, but if you have any money left over, pre-order Mox as well, because I bet that's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, 
yeah, what I love about this Moxley thing, if he is going to be just turn up to work to beat guys so we can get home to his daughter so she can grab his crooked little finger from years of death matches, <laughs> is um, it doesn't allow the fans to have their time with him, does it? You know how it always used to be about John Moxley with his people yeah. or desperately with his empty building, imagining his people were there. Wild thing! Playing out loud in all the buildings. It went from him doing that to him staring at the fans with utter contempt and disdain to him marching through to the ring. I think he tries to get to the ring before it's hit the first chorus. It <laughs> like, points at that door. He's like, I don't want them to have this. I'm going to see if I can paradigm shift some pieces sh- before they even get their full sing-along. It's the version of the Judas takeaway that we often talked about that we've never had. He's trying to take the full-throated roar of wild thing off this crowd. So I don't think things are going to go well for 10 tonight and as well so many reasons why this is important so many reasons why this is awesome in the John Moxley promo he kind of buried Daniel Bryan Brian mm-hmm. Danielson as a father because apparently Brian Danielson likes wrestling more than he likes his kids which doesn't sit well with John Moxley that's going to matter in the promo but he kind of had a little dig at Hangman Page as well didn't he oh apparently I, 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 this is not a ladder climbing contest so he's kind of had his first go at Hangman Page Who's Hangman Page with, the friends with, the Dark Order. What's 10 in the Dark Order? When John Moxley wins this tournament and he lines up to fight new champion Hangman Page, there is already going to be story in this because he's been needlessly cruel to one of Hangman Page's best friends. This company's good. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. I hope, you know, you get a slight bit of offence from 10 because look at him compared to Wheeler Yuta. No offence to Wheeler Yuta. But yes, this should be a needlessly brutal paradigm shift. Uh, Maybe even like a top rope paradigm shift. Who knows? Uh, But something unnecessarily violent so Mox Mm. can get home safe to his baby whilst ensuring that all future opponents will be lucky to make it home that week, let's just say. (laughs) Uh, In terms of tournaments as well, oh, what a match have we got. It's the TBS Women's Championship Tournament first round match between Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Uh, A lot of history between these two, of course, particularly Deeb costing Shida that 50th win in AW. The winner of this match goes on to face Nyla Rose in the next round, who obviously got a bye due to her rankings. Um, Astonishing that they've managed to book this tournament better than the men's title eliminator tournament. But do you see uh repeat or revenge to steal a, a boxing phrase in this one is Hikaru Shida finally going to get one over on Serena Deeb or is Serena Deeb uh, hopefully going to go on and win this entire thing I don't know because everything here is awesome uh this tournament is great already this match is going to rule the first match ruled their chemistry is like the chemistry rules, Serena Deeb rules. Hikaru Shida in there with an opponent that can like meet her, like her quality and her level rules. All of this is going to be great. And there's two outcomes that are both fantastic on their own terms. Number one, Serena Deeb gets the win and makes it very clear that she believes Hikaru Shida to have been a paper champion all of this time. This idea that you were champion for a year but only because I wasn't around. Mm. She's kind of alluded to that before. She's said that she's come in to kick this division up the arse. Like that's more of a shoot promo than she realises. But the idea idea being that if you'd have ever come face to face with me, like you were lucky I had the NWA championship when you were holding that belt because I would have taken it off you a long time. And I've now proved it conclusively over two consecutive matches 
of rich like quality um so that could be the case serena deep goes on she's got nyla rose next in a match that again is a brand new and fabulously intriguing pairing because then it becomes about how can serena deep take down a monster she is typically paired with people who she can gradually out wrestle and out muscle she is positioned as you know she's not big serena d but she wrestles in such a way that she makes herself 10 feet tall yeah. against others she can't do that against nyla rose it's going to be her like putting her wits against the, the power game of nyla rose she's going to have to chop the tree down she's going to have to brett and diesel this situation and we would all have the faith for her to do this as well so that just that is mouth-watering like us getting a uh, Serena D versus Nyla Rose in a tournament um, quarterfinal is so cool. Um, or tournament semi or whatever it is in that bracket. However, however, um, Hikaru Shida is on a losing streak, really, for the mm. want of a better phrase. I'm sure there'll be dynamite, sorry, dark and dark elevation completists that can tell me about the win she's picked up since she lost to Britt Baker. But what has she won that has really mattered since losing to Britt Baker? Nothing. She um, crashed out of the uh, women's casino battle royale. All out. She lost a very important match. It, it didn't appear as if it was going to be important. And then AEW did a brilliant job of making it important by setting up a glass trophy. So she lost that match, that all-important 50th win to Serena Deeb. She might get it here tonight. And what would be so cool about getting this win would be that she picks up the victory over Serena Deeb. And then she goes over to the side of the ring where earlier in the day she has placed that trophy. And she can finally hold that trophy aloft having got her 50th win and then smash Serena Deeb in the face with it to level that up and to leave something open between the two of them that we've yeah. got one, one. And then regardless of the tournament, there's a rubber match down between the two, a trilogy. We actually want to see a third match of um, <laughs> between the two uh, where you get something of significance because you've got a story now between two women. That's potentially nothing to do with the title. That's to do with pride. That's to do with wins and losses and who is the better woman. So there's not a lot that I don't love about this. Put me on the spot. I'm going to go with heart overhead and say Serena Deeb because I want her to run the field. I don't think I've gone through my fantasy tournament. I want her to make it to the final where she loses to Jade Cargill. That's my Oof. dream final. Yeah, Jade Cargill's been my pick since day one of this tournament being announced. I'm not going to change it, but I agree Serena Deeb should be in and around the final. I think she defeats Hikaru Shida again here, but like you say... It's a bit of a um, don't really mind whoever wins because I think it's going to be a great story in the next round like you just laid out there against Nyla Rose. Finally, uh, the TNT Championship will be on the line tonight. Ethan Page, the tightest tits in the game, challenging Sammy Guevara, not only for the TNT Championship, of course, but if Sammy Guevara loses, he will be forced to leave the inner circle. If Sammy Guevara wins, however, Hamlet. He picks the three men, uh, or the three people, I should probably say, who make up that five-man team alongside the men of the year to take on the inner circle at full gear. Me and Sage over the last few weeks have marveled at a story that we thought was going to be pretty atrocious at how well it's become white hot, aside from the comments that Jericho and Dan Lambert have made, let's be honest. Yeah. It's the strangest thing, isn't it? It's, um, you wouldn't, like, if the crowd weren't on the hook for all of this, it would be the worst thing on the show. And yet, they're so on the hook that it's maybe the best. Mm. It's, I kind of, I don't know. It's one of those mysteries of the universe type things. 
because uh, the work has been all right, but not like the, the match was nothing really to write home about. The brawls have been just there. There's, that's not maybe fair, actually. There's been some really cool moments in the brawl. Mm. Um, your main man smashing Jericho in the face. Paige Van Zandt, who to me is the breakout star of this group, I think. I'm coming at this with no knowledge of these guys and what their pedigree is. I know the names because you tell me about them, and that's about the, the like, it must be like you having to listen to me wax on about the new generation like stupidest characters or something. He's like, what Hamlet? Which one's he talking about again? Mantar. So he was the bull guy, not the bin man. Yeah, right. Okay, right, fine. That's like, like I, I'll take your word for it on who the big ones are, but I just look at this. Who's got like who radiates pro wrestler charisma, and it's Paige Van Damme for days. Yeah, yeah. So if it's up to me, she goes in the match. But I'm yeah, not I was sure thinking that. Do, like, I'm not sure how much AEW want to mess with in agenda stuff, and I, I understand that as well. Um. And this match, we, we touched upon this on the Rampage review. It's a bit stacked one way, isn't it? <laughs> really? Like, I'm not sure there was quite the need to load up the stipulations in such a way, unless you're going big and Sammy loses the belt and his mates at the same time. Oh, loses, hang, on, hang on. Loses the belt, loses his mates, and we don't get a pay-per-view match. I think we're still it? getting the pay-per-view match. I think that the caveat was you have to accept this match to get a pay-per-view match. Although I think if he loses, presumably, although I don't know, maybe he picks them regardless. So he can't pick the wrestlers in the team. But well, he's not in the match. So one would assume he can't. He's winning, doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like... I, I it just they've really really heavily loaded this it, like what you spot if you if you are front loading the match for stipulations it's because it's so predictable that you feel like you need to create something the other way they've put this on the predictable side yeah we were already like oh yeah sammy probably defends the title on tv successfully and it's like oh no you don't think he's gonna win do you right we're gonna load all this sort of stuff up they've done it sort of us about it a little bit so it's probably easier rather than speculating on all those stipulations to assume that Sammy just wins and picks his team. It's the more I'm saying this out loud, the more morbidly interested I am if Guevara loses. Yeah, but I let me counter that by suggesting Sammy Guevara gets on the microphone and say, I, I think Paige Van Zandt will be ringside, but I think she'll be involved in the match for all the reasons you just mentioned. So you've got men in a year, that's two. Mm-hmm. Junior Dos Santos. I mean, can't really wrestle, but he looks incredible. Apologies to Andre Olofsky in this. He's a great, great fighter, but he's kind of faded into the background a little bit. Andre, uh, JDS, Jorge Masvidal, because Masvidal, yeah. that's, you know, you haven't done what you've done with him and Jericho to not put him in the match. No, nope, the money's there, and definitely. Fifth member, Dan Lambert. Oh, he said yes, members of American top team. He didn't say fighters for American top team. Dan Lambert in the match is pretty cool. See, the, the other counter to that, because people have been very helpful on Twitter showing me a couple of examples, and I'm going to use one in particular. Sammy Guevara being lifted out of the match doesn't have to create a four-on-four. Four. It just creates a five-on-five five where it's Paige Van Zandt with the American top team and Thunder Rosa with the inner circle. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, a total thigh rubber. So imagine Sammy, what if this is part of Sammy's push, that he loses the belt, he loses the inner circle, but his farewell gift to his best mates as he goes on about his big singles run is donating Thunder Rosa's attendance for the night because she's in the Sammy's vlog 
universe and she's featured with the inner circle before. Um, what if that's how you get Paige Van Zandt in the match? No, what are we doing? What are we doing? Sammy Guevara's not losing the title and leaving the inner circle tonight, is he? What the frig are we doing? Of course he's winning. Of course he's probably picking Dan Lambert or whatever. And yeah. What we've done is just implanted that that thought in the listeners' minds. So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm well excited for Dynamite tonight and the, the fallout of this bonkers match. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed today on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch, they can uh, follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick, and you can buy his book, or pre-order his book, I should say, uh, all about the rise of AW, whatculture.bigcartel.com. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, uh, including tomorrow. Not only our review of AW Dynamite, but a slightly later than usual due to the mass filming here at What Culture Towers today of Halloween Havoc from NXT. Oh, but now uh, this has been the AW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.